Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I am here with my teammate, co-host, and the assistant women's director of Canacuck K1, Beth Ann Lampley. Hello, so glad to be here. That's right. We've got a great show for you today. We are in part two of a six-part leadership series titled The Spirit Leader. And our guest, so to speak, on the topic is none other than Joe White. Joe, say hello <laughs> to the people. Well, it's great to be inside on this beautiful one-degree weather uh, day. I like inside in the Ozarks in the wintertime, don't you, Beth? Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. It's a little blustery right now in the Ozarks, so we've moved the podcast operation inside, and we are excited uh, to bring you some great information on the topic of leadership. As you guys know, Joe has um, been studying and writing and developing the spirit leader and uh, we're excited to jump into part two of this six-part series. So, Joe, let, let's start here. What do you got for us today? Yeah, What's up next? Shay, I was just thinking, uh, and Beth Ann, you're such a wonderful uh, leader. And Shay, you you know obviously are, and I've seen you all both succeed in leadership. But as y'all know, leadership, uh, it, you know, it's appealing on one side. It's attractive, the idea on the other side, to lead. And yet, as you get into it, it's very humbling. Uh, sometimes it's foreboding. Uh, sometimes it's a little scary. Uh, it's crazy challenging as you, you know, get into leadership, being a mom, leading a family or a dad, you know, leading a home and a family. Uh, sometimes it's lonely um, as you lead maybe in your company or in your, uh, you know, student group, wherever you are in leadership. Uh, but it's intensely rewarding. And so we decided to devote uh, our leadership uh, thinking on this podcast to leading like Jesus. Uh, wow. I mean, if he was the greatest leader ever, we all agree as followers of Christ, and he was the most successful leader by far and away in all of history, well, then why not study Jesus's leadership style? And so we've begun to investigate deeply, uh, how did Jesus lead? And we we found out there were there were some sort of some lenses that you could look through as you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you could see Jesus leading uh, through the lens of devotion and through the lens of his relationships, through the lesson of his initiative, how he would step in the battle, through the lens of his visioning, how he visioned his mission, how he visioned his men, and then through the lens of his empowerment. And so today we decided to talk about devotion. And how a leader, a mommy, a daddy, a, a business leader, a Bible study leader, a leader of a ministry or, or company, a leader will be effective if he or she is devoted. Uh, and you see Jesus being not just devoted. You know, you, do, you don't see Jesus just relentlessly devoted. But Jesus, uh, Beth Ann and Shea, was one who was passionately devoted. And, you know, we throw the term passion around all the time. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about that. But only Jesus, according to Webster's, you know, the most respected dictionary ever, you know, that defines passion literally as the sufferings of Christ from the upper room to the cross. That's passionate leadership. Joe, that is mind-blowing that Webster's 
has that definition next to passion. I mean, I'm sitting here going, what? Like, that is the Bible. Um, but as someone might hear that today, they're thinking, if that is the standard of passionate devotion, how do I measure up to that? That feels unattainable if Jesus, um, his passion that took him all the way to the cross was, uh, was the goal. How do we, how do we, how do we do that? How do we get there? Yeah, that's so beautiful, Beth Ann, about walking with Christ. You know, we walk in the spirit, as you know, and you know, that Christ lives in us. If you, if you, if you were leading in the flesh, I would agree with you. It's impossible. But if you're walking in the spirit, literally daily walking with Christ into the, you know, the bedroom to talk to your children, into the into the dining room to have to have a devotional at the dinner table, into the Bible study you're leading, then, you know, you can lead like Jesus as you walk with Jesus. And obviously, at the end of our life, you know, as we lay down our life throughout our you know, mission as leaders, always sacrificing, always sacrificing, always sacrificing, laying down life. And at the very end, we are able to lay down our life for Jesus. So it's it's a process along the way, Beth Ann, I believe. Um, and, and and so and so Beth Ann looking uh how he did that, of course he did that over a span of three glorious years. And first of all, we seem passionately devoted to the Father. And I am just Oh, man, challenge Bethan and Shay as I see he was always giving God the glory continually throughout his ministry. It's my father's will. My father and I are one. My father empowers me. My father leads me. When you've seen me, you've seen the father. You know, he was constantly giving God the glory. And leaders, 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 it's so tempting to let pride get the glory when good things happen. Because as a leader, sometimes hard things happen. But, but many times great things happen and you just want to always like big Jesus, give God the glory and he'll keep blessing you. But then the time he spends with God, he's moving his life to be alone with God time and time again. Leaders don't stop spending time with God. He, he prepared he prepared his whole ministry in a 40-day stint in the wilderness with God alone, Luke 4 says. He would go out and recharge with his men, with God alone, with his men. When he would, in Mark 6, he was, goes, guys, let's go in the boat. Let's just get alone with God in the boat. And then to grieve, we would see Jesus going to be with God, as in Matthew 14, when John the Baptist uh, was killed and he heard the news. He would be alone in his grief. He would go to be alone with God. He would seek wisdom before choosing the 12. What a day that must have been, Shay, you know, to go out and to pick the, you know, the 12 guys who are going to take the gospel to the world. And so in important decisions, leaders, stop <laughs> and go out to spend time with God. And then finally, in that horrible, difficult scene out in the garden before the capture, before the night of the sentencing before the day of torture and death. Uh, he spent his most heroic time with the Father, with that historic line when his sweat appeared as drops of blood, and he would go and say, Father, not my will, but thine be done. Hmm. Joe, I, you know, I think about just in my life how 
I mean, there's a clear, my, my, you know, my history and it's a, my history is just full of destruction. I mean, I just made such a mess of my life for so long. And when, you know, when I finally surrendered to the Lord, I had a lot of bad habits to break. And I can see, just as you talk about this, I look back and I reflect on my life and I think about probably the amount and both, both the amount and the quality of time I've spent with God has increased. I think both my peace, but also my productivity as a leader. Yeah. I've seen and, that. you know, I guess I don't think about that very often until you lay it out like that. And it's very clear to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, peace comes and productivity comes as, as we're devoted to the Father. Um, and, and Shay, I just want to comment on that because, um, you know, we get to be as leaders, uh, you know, it's our choice. People are like, you know, Joe, what do you do in the summer when, when you're, you know, your days are just being tugged on by so many people and you're, you know, you're just going through camp and leading this and leading that. And it's just, it's just like being a parent. But we get to be in constant communication with God if we're meditating on his word day and night. If we're memorizing scripture, I can't, you know, we'll probably talk about that on this show for and ever and ever. And it's the best topic we could ever talk about, Shay, on this show is, is always, always, always having the next chapter, the next Psalms, the next uh, chapter of scripture that we're, that we're literally meditating on it all day long as we're memorizing the next verse, the next verse, the next verse. Um it, but 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 I want to I want to go on with with you know with Jesus's passion as he was passionately devoted to his men, and you know we as leaders there's people who look up to us our children look up to us our little sister and uh, looks up to us the guys in the fraternity you know look up to us and and as we get the the vision of Jesus where he said hey. He said, you guys are my friends <laughs> in the upper room the night before he died. He goes, you're not my slaves. You're my friends. And he said to his men, you know, no greater love is any man than to lay down his life for his friends. And so as leaders, if we serve our friends, as we, as we wash feet, as they see us on our knees praying beside them when we tuck them in bed at night, as they see us giving our time as leaders, giving our finances as leaders, giving our energy as leaders, moms and dads, giving our listening ears as leaders, trying to understand those we're leading and hear those we're leading and not rushing through the day, doing all the stuff we've got to do on our to-do list. That's when Beth Ann people will begin to follow us and want to be in the group that we're leading. I love that you make that point, Joe, because sometimes when I think about maybe previous leaders that I've ser served under or that you just see, there seems to be this big gap between the leader and the people. But we get to look at Jesus, who was Emmanuel, God with his people. And that brings comfort. And I think also that's why his men were so devoted to him because of his devotion to them um, as friends. And I want to go the distance for a leader um, when they are in the trenches with me. They're not just barking orders or yes. telling me what to do. They're not off in a distant place. But when I can see them, they're getting their hands dirty. They are with me. 
I want to I want to run through walls for them um, and be a part of accomplishing that mission. And Beth Ann, you know, I hear the greatest things about K-1, you and Melissa um, leading the girls there. And, and the reason y'all are so successful is because you do that so well. When every kid comes in the gate of your, the camp, I've taken my grandkids to your camp, and the way you all just, you make every child your own and you make every staff member, you know, like your own sister. Um, y'all do the greatest job job with that. You know, the third thing, uh, Bethany and Shay, that I notice about Jesus's leadership that we as leaders can emulate, you guys, we can emulate uh, him as, as we see him passionately devoted to his mission. You know, if you saw the Super Bowl this year, you saw Tom Brady, you know, out there, and you saw this incredible athlete way, you know, in his 30s and, I don't know, 6 or 8 or 10 or 15 Super Bowls, who knows how many. But, you know, it was Brady who said, all I do is work out. <laughs> Half my life is in the gym somewhere sweating. To me, football is much about mental toughness. It's digging deep. It's doing whatever it takes to help you and help your team work and help your team win. So we see that in Jesus far more than we see it in, you know, Brady or Michael Jordan or any of the great, you know, Roger Federer, the, the goats of all these great sports. Uh, we see Jesus' passion for his mission more than any of them. And it starts with creation. When, when, when and, and Beth Ann and Shea, I don't know if y'all ever thought about this, but there was a moment when the Trinity... You know, it says in Genesis 1, let us make man in our image, the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, somehow in that mysterious, uh, inseparable union, decided somebody's, let's, 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 make, let's, let's make man. Let's be fathers. Let's experience what it's like to be a father. God the Father, going to be a dad. And then at that moment, they had to know somebody's go down there. Somebody's got to go down there someday and somebody's got to show those people how to live and how to die. And somebody's got to save those people. And then for the manger, leaders way back then, as, as he became a baby, as he clothed himself in flesh, that's when Jesus taught us how to be with our people, not just to stay in the kitchen, not just to stay in the ivory tower, not just to stay in our big spacious offices as leaders, but to be with their people, to walk with their people, let them see us, let them feel us, let them know us as leaders. Somebody's got to go out there and be a man and live and die. And then it got more intense. As parents, we not only show our kids how to live, but we show our kids how to die. And then as Jesus, in the most passionate moment of his life, stepped up to the cross, stepped up to the flogging of Rome, stepped up to the nails, stepped up to the crucifixion, stepped, stepped up to six long hours of suffering, as it says in Philippians chapter 2, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Listeners, can you hear me? Even death on a cross, that's leadership, Shay and Bethann. That's devotion to a mission. Coach, talk to us about discovering our own mission. What is that? How does that work for modern day man? What, what is our mission? 
Yeah, but Chief, people all the time, you know, ask us uh, in, in our leadership roles, you know, how do I discover the will of God? And it's so much fun to help, you know, young people, young leaders, aspiring leaders, parents as we, you know, are with our parents of camp and as we travel, you know, and speak to parents and stuff. You know, we get to let people see that God's will unfolds one step at a time as we commit our life to walk with Jesus. And that may sound so crazy, stupid, simple, but, uh, you know, his words, a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. He gives us one step at a time. And as we walk in obedience with one step, he gives us the next step. Philippians, Philippians 2, I mean, Ephesians 2.10 says that we're his workmanship. We're his poem. The uh, Greek language says we're God's poem. And so you're out there wondering how to lead. Well, you're his poem. He's writing a poem with you. That and 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 as a leader, sometimes you're in the middle of the stanza and it doesn't rhyme, leaders. It, it, it gets rough in the middle of the stanza, but the rhyme is coming. My friend Steve Farrar would always say, the rhyme is coming. And so as we take that next step, if we take the step and commit ourselves to lead like Jesus led, we employ. We put on those things Jesus did. Leaders, every step of the way, we stay devoted to the Father, continually walking in prayer, walking, memorizing, meditating, day and night, as Psalms 1 says. We walk committed to our men and women that follow us, just like Jesus did. We don't have to invent anything. We don't have to go to a leadership seminar and spend some money and travel. We just take Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, investigate. We devote to men serving, washing feet, washing dishes, emptying the trash men, going down there at bedtime, laying by the children, memorizing scripture with our children, not staying in our ivory towers, living like Jesus led, devoted to our team, devoted to our mission. And then the beauty of leadership at the end of the race through lots of hard work, through lots of lonely times. Sometimes leadership is lonely. Through a lot of discipline of the Lord leaders, because God disciplines the son that he loves, it says in Hebrews. He scourges, you know, those of us that he loves, leaders. You know, as I go through, you know, physical challenges, it's God's hand just making me more like Jesus. I don't regret it. I'm not mad that my feet are cut off. I'm loving every day, you know, as an amputated guy. I'm loving every day as God disciplines me more and more leaders. And then at the end of the race, moms, when the kids graduate from high school, when they graduate from college, you're their hero. Dads, they'll talk about you and emulate you all they're lifelong. They'll raise their kids like you raised them. The rewards are fascinating as you lead like Jesus. And then you could say, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. And it is your devotion to your father. It's devotion to your mission and your devotion to your men 
Beth Ann and Shay. It's your devotion to your women. It's devotion to your team that will get you there. Joe, thank you for those inspirational words. And we want to thank you for joining us today as we talk about what it means to be a spirit leader. We thank you for sharing your time with us, and we hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to leadership. With that, we'd love to pray for you. Father, we come to you today, and we just lift up the leaders out there. We pray, God, that you would encourage them, that you'd put wind in their sails. I'm going to pray, God, that you'd take um, the biblical truth of the life of Jesus that, that we talked about today, and that you would just enlighten their heart and their mind to ways that they can grow in faith and in leadership. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Mm-hmm.